You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I would just like to start out, if, uh, if, we, could, if we could just start off in prayer. Father God, we thank you, God, for this opportunity, God, to minister, God, and to deliver your word. God, I cover myself, God, this this building, God, every person under the sound of my voice with the precious blood of Jesus right now. Father, I block all demonic reactions, God. I speak to the atmosphere now, and I command it, Father God, to be brought into forced compliance with the perfect will and way of God. Father God, I tear down every gatekeeper, Father God, every, every ruler of darkness, Father, every hindering spirit, every spirit that would come now in the name of Jesus to hinder what you would have to say and do in this place, I command each and every one of them to be arrested now in the name of Jesus. Father, I cover this building. I cover each and every person under the sound of my voice with the blood of the lamb and I ask you to dispatch your angels now into the heavenly realms father God to be round and about this place for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms so right now father God I ask you oh God to dispatch your angels to surround me to surround this place oh God let every spirit oh God that would come father God to bring all sorts of demonic distractions and reactions, God. Let these spirits be arrested now. In the name of Jesus, every hindering spirit, I speak to you now and I command you to let loose of this atmosphere now. In the name of Jesus, I, I command this atmosphere to shift now. In the name of Jesus, Father, may you speak in and through me, God. God, let your Holy Spirit flow in and through me, God. That, Lord, that you would speak whatever it is that you would have to say to your people today. And we'll give you all the glory, honor, worship, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you so much. So the Lord has been speaking to me and downloading to me a few things. And one of them has been about who we are as a body of Christ. Who God created us to be. You see, the Lord wants you to get a revelation of who you really are. Amen. See, the devil comes to place a veil over your eyes so you really can't see who God created you to be. And to know and to understand and grasp that God created you for greatness. That he created you to soar as an eagle. He created you to be a champion. He created you to fly high as an eagle would and not to hang out in a low place as chickens do. God has called you to be strong and courageous and to take over in the name of Jesus. And so the Lord would have me to say to you that you are more than conquerors through one Christ Jesus. You are the head and not the tail. You are at the top and not the bottom, above and not beneath. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And you need to know that God created you with greatness and with a purpose and assignment and a destiny to fulfill. So the Lord wants you to understand who you are in Christ and that your identity is solely found in him. See, we get into trouble when, I, when our identity is formed and fashioned around the systems of this world, around the popular viewpoints and opinions 
of this world. Our identity should be solely found in Christ and in Christ alone. Because that's where we'll live victoriously and successful. Amen? So the enemy works hard. He works hard to rob you of your identity because he doesn't want you to fulfill your, your assignment, your purpose, your destiny, who God created you to be. He comes to disrupt that. So we want to we silence every voice of the enemy right now. Just lift your hands for a moment. Father God, we silence right now every voice of the enemy that speaks contrary to the perfect will and way of our God, of our life right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority in the name of Jesus, Father God, over every voice, God, that whispers lies into our ears, God. God, to tell us, Father God, that we are not all that you have created us to be. In the name of Jesus, we override, Father God, every thought, feeling, and emotion, every projection of the enemy. We take it captive now, and we bring it into captivity under the obedience and knowledge of Christ in Jesus' name. God, we cast down every wicked imagination, God. Every wicked imagination that speaks contrary, God, to your voice, to your perfect will and way of God for our life now. In the name of Jesus, God, we pull it down. We pull it down in Jesus' name. Glory to God. See, so our identity is solely found in the supremacy of Christ and Supremacy comes from the Latin word supremus, which means highest. And you see, the Bible says that the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, and he lives to make intercession for you and I. Glory to God. For the grace of God that brings salvation, has appeared to all men. And it causes us to believe that God said, we are who he has called us to be. You see, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before the shearer's silence, so he did not open his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And because of this, the Lord gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, to the praise and glory of God the Father. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name given under heaven by which men are to believe on and so be saved. For we were all like sheep going astray, but now we have returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls through the finished work of the cross. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So many Christians, they live as second-class citizens. And a second-class citizen can be defined as a citizen who is denied the economic, political, and social benefits of citizenship. You see, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. 
For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope. The glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus who gave his life as a ransom for all people, the testimony given in its proper time. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, powers, rulers, or authorities. All things were created for him and by him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. In him I live, and I move, and I have my being, and he is the head of the body. The church, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. For through his blood he purchased men for God from every tribe, nation, language, and people. See, you're not your own, but you were bought at a price. And see, yet God demonstrates his love for us in this, that yet, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I also read in the word where it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I'm grateful today that every evil expectation of me concerning my life is canceled by the powerful blood of the lamb. I'm thankful for the healing, redemptive power that's found in the precious blood of the lamb that washes and cleanses me whiter than snow of all unrighteousness, of all filth, of all my sin. Now let every demand and claim that the enemy would place upon your life this day, let it be denied in the name of Jesus. Glory to God, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Glory to God. So we see that it's, it's in and through Christ's supremacy, it's in and through the finished work of the cross. It's in and through what he did for us and the supremacy that's found in Christ that we can receive our identity and we don't have to live as second-class citizens. We don't have to be denied the, the rights of sonship. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. So God doesn't call us to live far below that which he has destined for us to live. He calls us to walk in our true identity, to know who we are in Christ. See, your, your identity will affect your viewpoint, your perception on life, and how you handle difficulties, struggles, and conflict. See, so don't let the enemy rob you of your identity, and don't let people define who you are. Don't let anyone determine your worth. Amen? You see yourself the way that God sees you. Don't forget who you are in Christ. John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Aren't you grateful today that God has given you the right to be called a child of the Most High God? I'm grateful because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. So God is good. Amen? Amen? So 
In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In his love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Praise God. See, God knew you before you were born. Before you were born, he chose you to be holy and blameless in his sight. The Bible says, I, am gra- I have engraved you in the palm of my hands. What an awesome God. He doesn't sleep or slumber. God's, God's not in heaven worried about your situation. He, he's not worried about how he's going to deliver you. See, he's, in, he's a sovereign God. He's in total and complete control all by himself. He's an awesome God. See, so what you see about yourself will determine how you show up in life. I'm going to say that again. What you see about yourself will determine how you show up in life and will also form your identity. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer according to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, the pattern of this world is to live to gratify the desires of the sinful nature, to live for yourself, whatever's appeasing to the flesh. But the Bible says they're darkened in their understanding and they're separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust and craving for more. For the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They don't know what makes them stumble. But you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Amen? Amen. So God has called you to be different. We're not called to fit in. We're, we're, God, God says, therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And I believe that God is raising up a, a holy remnant in this hour. A people that will live for him and won't compromise. That they will stand on the uncompromised word of the living God. And that they won't be concerned about pleasing men, but rather pleasing God with their lives. The Lord is raising up a holy remnant right now. He's hand, because much of the body has fallen asleep. You see, and God is calling the body to an awakening, a deeper spiritual awakening once again. And God is calling the remnant to rise up in this hour. He's called the remnant to be holy and blameless in his sight. See, so our identity shouldn't be found in the popular viewpoints of the world that reject God and the truth of his word. Rather, identity should only be found in Jesus Christ and and only what his word says about who we are as children of the Most High God. See, in order for our minds to be transformed, we have to change our viewpoints from ungodly ways of thinking into new godly ways of thinking. We have to renew our minds with the word of God each and every day. 
And we have to consistently press into God and be in prayer every single day. Prayer is your, life, your lifeline. See, we can't bring God's will here to pass on this earth without prayer. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter how long you've been preaching. It doesn't matter how many people you've delivered. It doesn't matter how many people you've told about Jesus. Whatever kind acts you've done, none of this compensates for lack of prayer. We all need to pray and to press into God each and every day. Prayer is the vehicle that brings God's will to pass here on this earth. And and prayer is your lifeline. Without it, you cannot be all that God has called you to be. Without it, you cannot be successful in this life. Because you cannot fight a spiritual battle with natural means. You're in a spiritual battle, whether you like it or not. 365 days a year. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you've you've been drafted. You're in it, whether you like it or not. Amen? So at this point, it's either we rise up and we be all that God has called us to be, or the enemy rises up and causes us to live lower than what God has called us to be. Amen? So there are certain things that affect our identity and one of them are demonic programmings that the enemy places and projects into our life, into our thoughts, feelings, and emotions from the time that that we're children. The enemy comes to bring all types of things that would cause us to think a certain way about ourselves, about other people, certain perceptions and viewpoints that would cause us to live a restricted life, that would cause us to live far below that which God has called us to live. And these are demonic programmings. And I mean, it could even start from the womb. For example, if two parents, if, if the wife is, um, is pregnant and the two parents didn't decide that they wanted to have that child, but it just happened. And then the parents begin to speak, oh, we don't want that child. We, we, we don't need that. We don't need this right now. This is a mistake. This is an accident. See, before that child is even born, they're already rejected from the womb. You see, because words are powerful and they form and fashion our world. And you see, these are ways that the enemy can, can cause people to be rejected even before they're born. And these are... Uh, demonic programmings that the enemy will use, um, that he will go ahead and project into the hearts and minds of people to cause them to be rejected, to cause them to be restricted, hindered, and to live in a low place. But we want to uproot all demonic programmings in the name of Jesus. We curse every demonic programming at the root by the powerful blood of Jesus. We tear down every demonic stronghold that causes us to live in a restricted place, that causes us to live far below that which God has called us to live. Let every demonic, satanic programming that the enemy has implanted within the doorframe of our hearts, minds, body, and souls be destroyed and uprooted now by the power of the blood in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that we have a sound mind and the mind of Christ. We decree and declare, Father God, that we are blessed Bless going in and bless coming out in the name of Jesus. So 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You see, you have to be careful of what you say, because your words carry weight. See, God spoke, and the whole world was brought into existence. That's the power that's in your words. When the world was formed, God just spoke it. That's why we have to be careful what we say over ourselves, over our children, over our spouses, because your words will come to pass. Not because I said so, but because the word of God says so. And God's word will not return back void. So it says, consider how such a large ship is steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider how such a large forest is set on fire by such a small spark. So be careful what you say. See, because your words will form your identity as well. So don't speak against yourself. Don't speak against your children. Don't speak against your spouse or your marriage. Say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. God created me to win. He created me to soar. So what you see about yourself will determine how far you go in life. And if you can turn to me, turn with me to the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 1 through 16. I'll we'll go through that. If you have it. It's on screen. Okay. I was fast. Wow. Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. Judges 16, verse 1 through 16. I'm just going to, if you guys want to go ahead. I'm sorry, 6. Did I say 16? I'm so sorry about that. Sorry. Judges 6, verse 1. Okay. So it says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I've drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Josh, the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? 
My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. So here we are. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites who oppressed them severely. So what did the Israelites do? They cried out to the Lord for deliverance. And so the Lord turns to Gideon and says, Go, save Israel out of Midian's hand. And Gideon says, How can I save Israel? For my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. See, God chose Gideon to deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Midianites. God chooses to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. So Gideon, with only 300 men, faced and defeated a vast army of Midianites. The Bible says the Midianite army was so large that the army settled in the valley thick as locusts and their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. So this is the God that you serve. So with 300 men, Gideon was able to overtake such a vast army that the camels couldn't even be no more counted than the sand on the seashore. So what happened was, is Gideon and his men had 300 trumpets. And so when Gideon and his men had blown the 300 trumpets, the Lord had caused the men in the Midianite camp to turn on each other with their own swords. And so they destroyed one another, and Gideon had triumphed over that vast, powerful army with only 300 men. Glory to God. See, God specializes in the impossible. He specializes in the impossible. So what seems impossible is possible with the Lord. He's an awesome God. Amen? And your situation might look impossible. But I have good news for you. You serve the God that specializes in the impossible. He's an awesome God. Trust him and believe him. Take him at his word. Even if you can't perceive what he's doing. Even when two plus two doesn't equal four. And you can't perceive him by what it looks like or what it feels like. Trust him anyway. See, what I love about God is he sees in us what we don't see in ourselves. He's awesome. And God always sees the potential for greatness that we carry on the inside. See, each and every one of us has greatness locked up on the inside of us to do the impossible. Luke one thirty seven says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Praise God. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15 says, For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. So some of you are in a battle right now. And you need to release it to God. You need to trust Him. Even if your situation looks impossible. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. See, we've got to understand who God created us to be. He created us to win. He created us to be victorious over every battle, every trial that we face. He created us to be victorious. And you see, the fire is never comfortable. 
Let me tell you. And if you've lived long enough, you'll have your turn in the fire. Amen. Who can testify? <laughs> I know I can. Malachi chapter 3, verse 3 says, He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And you know, the process of refining silver and gold is very interesting. So here it is. A silversmith and a goldsmith will take a piece of gold and silver and what they'll do is they'll place it and hold it onto the fire, onto the, under the fire until it heats up. And the reason for that is they want it in the center of the fire where the flames are the hottest. <laughs> and see, the center of the fire where the flames are the hottest is how the gold and the silver, all the impurities will be burned out of it. See, so the smith, the goldsmith or the silversmith will then go ahead and take the gold and pull it out of the fire and he'll fashion and form it and then he'll place it back in the fire. See, so as the smith does this, he keeps a close eye on the precious metal. And the goal of the silversmith or goldsmith is to fashion a precious piece of metal until it is pure and shines bright. See, and this is the most interesting part of the whole process. The silver and gold are refined when the silversmith or goldsmith can see his reflection or image in it. And isn't that what God does with us? Psalm 66.10 says, For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. See, so God uses the fire of adversity to refine us. God does this to remove any impurities from us so that we will shine brightly and maintain a pure heart and reflect his image. And see, God is awesome because he never takes his eyes off of us as we're in the fire. But he keeps a close eye on us to determine if we have had all that we can take for now. See, unlike the silversmith or goldsmith, praise God, God is with you in the fire. Praise God. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 9, says this. This third I will bring into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say, the Lord is our God. And at times, when we're in the fire, it may seem unfair and hopeless. But remember that God has his eye on you. And he's designed this fire to make you more like Jesus so that he can see his reflection in you. Focus on the Lord and not on the fire. The Bible says to fix your thoughts on Jesus. Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. The book of John Chapter 15, verse 1 and 2 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that does not bear fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope 
and a future. He's a good God. He's an awesome God. In Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who loved him, who have been called according to his purpose. So even in the darkest of times that we'll ever face here on earth, God is still working it out for our good because God is an awesome God, and he's a God of the impossible. And, you know, there, there are times when your life seems like it's out of control. See, but remember this. God is still in control no matter what. He has never lost control of your life. Remember that. Glory to God. So God's hand is not moved based on our tears, although God is concerned always about what we're facing. The Bible says, cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. But God's hand is moved by our faith. That's what the Lord is after. He's after our faith. And many Christians, they don't see God moving in their life anymore because of their lack of of faith. You see, but God wants us to believe him, to do the impossible in our life. How are we doing on time? What time did we start? All right, let's flow. I'll just flow. Praise God. So, in the book of Numbers, Chapter 13, verse 1. The Lord had sent 12 spies out through Moses to explore the promised land. And um, the 12 spies came back after 40 days and gave an account, and they confirmed that the land was everything that they thought it was. It was, a, it was an abundant land, a land flowing with milk and honey. It had everything that the Israelites needed to live an abundant life. And God called them to go in and to possess it. See, but two, I'm sorry, 10 of the 12 had said, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own sight and we appeared the same to them. See, so they were not able to enter in because of their doubt because of their unbelief. You see, they, the people of the land were very strong and powerful. They were giants. And their cities were very strong and large. So when they went out to explore the land, 10 of the 12 spies, they were so intimidated by how strong and powerful these people were that they saw in their own eyes themselves as grasshoppers. And they said, we appeared the same to them as well. You see, you can't see yourself as a grasshopper and accomplish great things for God. You see, Joshua and Caleb, they believed God. They were the only two that believed God and they took him at his word. You see, although the people in the land that they explored were of great size, Joshua and Caleb told the whole Israelite assembly, don't be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. 
The Lord is with us, but their protection is gone. Do not be afraid of them. And see, there are many times in our life, it seems like the odds are stacked up against us. You see, but God wants us to know who we are, who are that our identity is only found in Jesus Christ. You see, and when Joshua and Caleb explored the promised land, the people of the land, they were like giants to them. But guess what? Joshua and Caleb were looking at how great and big their God was. They weren't looking at how great and big the people of the land were. They were looking at the God that they served, who specializes in the impossible. So we just need to take God at his word and believe what his word says about us in our situation. So let every giant today that threatens your destiny or keeps you in a low place be destroyed by the powerful blood of Jesus. See, we need to confess and believe what God's word says about our situation. And I want us to pray. Baby, please come. I want us to take the next few minutes to pray because I want every giant in our life, giants of fear, giants of addiction, giants of rejection, giants of past failures, giants of oppression, in depression, we all want them to crumble now in the yes. name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray Hallelujah. that every giant that stands in the way yes. of your destiny, yes. of your purpose, of your yes. assignment, of all that God has created you to Jesus. be, we want every giant to Jesus. crumble now in the Jesus. name of Jesus. Father, we ask you now in the name of Jesus that this atmosphere shifts. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. We call upon you today, Jesus. You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, God. And in your presence, God, is where we want to be, God. And in your presence, Father, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Oh, Jesus, say the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, it is only in the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow. Yes, let out a cry from your belly, says God. We shift this atmosphere now. Every giant, we destroy it now. Every giant, we destroy it now. Every mindset that the enemy has lied to you and told you that you could not have that land, that business, that child, that marriage, that family, now, in the name of Jesus, come down, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus! 
for the Lord would say the ones in the back God is about to take you from the back and bring you to the front every mindset this day in the name of Jesus under the presence of God if Jesus was to walk in this place right now would you still stay where you are if Jesus was to walk in this place would you still sit in your seat rise for the presence of God lives in you he lives in me in Genesis when he created you he took the soil of the ground and he put it together Jesus he spoke all into existence but when it came to you and when it came to me he took his breath and he breathed life into your nostrils meaning you now have that same power to create your life amen not one of you in here should walk out of here saying I can't it's impossible there's just no way that I can do this my God my God he is the creator of heaven he is the creator of earth close your eyes imagine the earth that you stand on right now he holds in the palm of his hand he has a shield that protects every asteroid that would cause this earth to shatter tomorrow is not promised but today is at hand he says will you trust me South Africa with what I have put inside of you the breath that is in my lungs lives in your veins the breath that you breathe is from me you have been called you have been chosen you have been designed to be everything that I have called you to be you are called to take dominion you are called to be fruitful you are called to multiply you are not called to be small I don't care what they told you when you were a child I don't care where you came from they told me I was never going to amount to anything they told me I wasn't supposed to be born when I was born I almost died if you're facing any trial you know the enemy is an indicator the hotter the fire the greater the call don't despise your crisis 
Don't despise small beginnings. Because with God, everything starts small. The seed, amen. The breath of God lives in you. Holy, holy, we worship you. in here have tried to come out of an identity crisis. And you know that you're big on the inside. You know you're a giant. But for some reason, you're afraid to step out. Come here. Think. Yes, you. Oh, Oh, you're so worthy, so worthy. You're a giant. 
Thank you, God. Your presence is so sweet in here. Your fire burns up everything that is not of you. Angel Santo Mushi Kia Labosi. You are worthy. You are holy. Holy, 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 holy. Kim. Holy, worthy, worthy, worthy. Holy. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, 
I hear God saying that there are many who have had dreams, visions, ideas, and the worries and the stresses of life have caused those dreams to die. And I see a stump in the ground, and it's dead. But I hear God saying, Job. I hear him saying that there is a rain, a former and a ladder, and it's going to come together in one outpour. And I hear the sound of rain for you, that whatever has died, whatever you've given up on, God said, revisit. I put it in you, child. Not for you, but for me. To grow forth like shoots. You will be trees large trees planted and there will be birds that will come and look for you because of what you carry he says but I don't see the rain I've tried that and it's not working Job says that even at the scent of rain it will come alive again you can't see it There are many nations locked up in you. You're a giant. Go. God said, stop living small. Represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There will be a day where you will stand before the king and he will ask you did you do what I asked you did you go where I told you he said believe me you're not small by no means On that day, if you never see me again, remember, there will be a day that he will call you. And you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. If it's not popular, it's okay. It's God. You were not called to fit in, sir. You were called to take over. I'll say it again. You, come walk with me. You were not called to fit in. Every step that this man takes, God, he's taking over. He's taking over. He's taking over. He's taking over. We seal it now. In the name of Jesus, this man is not called to fit in. This man is called to take over. This man is not called to fit in. This man is called to take over. 
in the mouth of the witnesses we come together one can chase a thousand cover this man cover him now in the name of Jesus because where the Lord is taking this one you are gonna want to know him you are gonna want to know him in the name of Jesus but I tell you God is showing me his heart his heart is pure his heart is faithful his heart is pure his heart is faithful his heart is pure God said thank you for keeping this about to flow out of this through this through this by the blood of Jesus pray for this man intercede pray for your pastors intercede for your pastors it is a sin in my eyes to come into a house of God and to take what they've prepared for and never pray for them Holy Spirit, I seal this night. It's not like every night, God, but seal it. Take over. Don't worry if you're not the popular one. You're not supposed to be popular. Okay? I'm looking at you. It's okay. You won't remember them in a couple of years. God's taken you. God has taken this church. If I'm blessed enough to come back next year, you need a bigger building. Because I'll tell you right now, this man can see This man, this man can see. He can see the true, authentic spirit of the living God. And you know what that tells me? That he knows the true, authentic God. Many may pass you by. He's going to raise up an army that will destroy all works of darkness. Cover this couple like never before. It's not me who's saying it. It's God speaking through me. Everything you see tonight is not me. It is not Alex. We don't want titles. We don't want names. We want him. They need him again. They need to see the true God again. This world has made a mockery of our God. Remnant, rise for your father. Remnant of God, rise up for your father. And I no, God will reward you. Don't worry about a thing. He has you. God did not take us across.
across the world to be in here with the message that he has placed in us for nothing. It's for you. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Spirit of the living God, fall in this house like never before. Father, I ask you to seal the corners. I ask you to seal the hearts. I ask you to seal the minds. I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, that your presence would rest. That even when they leave tonight, oh God, your presence would not leave them. Because the seed that was planted tonight was an unusual seed. Ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. There's too many seeds out there. But this seed is a Kairos. Kairos. Your Kairos seed. Amen? Take this seed and you make sure that this seed grows. This seed only grows by true, authentic time with the Father. Amen. Pastors, an honor and a privilege to serve you in your house tonight. Thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.